It's that time. <laughs> it is birthday month. And guess who comes first? <laughs> it me. In more ways than one. Stop it. Uh, my God. It's August, everybody. It's Leo season. Rawr. Stop. <laughs> somebody, somebody come pet the cat. <laughs> stop it. Uh, the cat won't stop growling. <laughs> the cat won't stop screaming at me. Pet it. <laughs> I'm done petting the cat. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming. Remember to always look to the books. The books! The books, me boy! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1994 animated children's film, The Page Master. Yeah, and wow. (laughs) Guys, Carrie Ann loves this movie. This was on the blockbuster top ten. Like, my top ten asks. (laughs) When we went to the friggin' Blockbuster. Yeah, and oh god, I, guys, I did not remember this movie. I do, but like, it always made me feel so uncomfy every time I watched it that I never watched it all the way through. <laughs> and here we are, yep. here we fucking are, and I'm reminded of it all, but we'll get to it. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at KickNStream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks, want everyone to come and join Carrie Ann's birthday month watch party. (laughs) Guys, we're going to have so much fun. This month, guys, we are talking about movies about characters and their relationship with literature. And are we ever. (laughs) Yeah. And are we ever. (laughs) No, yeah, she's got a good lineup for you this month, guys. It's not going to be all, you know, this. (laughs) Which is not as good as I remember. That's my opinion. I know. Not a fact. Before we get started, Ross, tell them about the Patreon real quick. Oh, my God. Did you guys know that there has actually never been a better time? Wait, 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 wait. To give us your money? Yeah, 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 yeah. For them to give us their money. (laughs) Guys, for just $5 a month, you too can be a little onion contributor at the $5 level. You're getting access to all of our television coverage, all of our bonus features, all of our outtakes, all of our long-form coverage. Guys, we've got we've got big plans for long-form this year. Oh, You're going to want to be a little paid. It's killing me uh, right now. I, I know. I know. I know. Um, you know that that's going to be a project for when you come back from your little vacay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ah, uh, yes, guys. Carrie Ann and Gavin, the editing bay, are going away tomorrow. I'm so happy for them. They're little anniversary. <laughs> but, guys, this is August now, right? But it's still July when we're talking to you, and it is hot. But, yeah, guys, you know what else is hot? That Patreon. Go ahead and click the link. <laughs> Go on over there. All right, Ross, are you ready to curl up with a good book? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love how it's a question mark. Like, you know that's the answer I want. I just don't really remember this movie. <laughs> and now I've watched it with 2020 vision. And, and... A, and an adult brain. I know. <laughs> when you get older, your heart dies. <laughs> Who cares? From the creator of an American tale, you're in need of adventure. Wow. What is Century Fox presents Macaulay Culkin as you've never seen him before. Look 
Look at this place. On a fantastic journey into a land of endless wonders, where he'll scale the heights of the world's greatest adventures. Ruby Dick, LCP Treasure Island. And bring back the ultimate prize. You've got to fight to make a wish come true. That's it, boy! His own courage. Yes! Macaulay Culkin. You're the greatest. Christopher Lloyd. You triumph here and always. Take your family to a world beyond imagination. The Page Master. So, I've got three words for you. Box office bomb. <laughs> yeah. A $35 million budget with barely a $14 million profit. Oof. I know. They <laughs> lost $20 million on this movie. Oops. But it's 20th Century Fox and it's Turner Animated Features, guys. We've done a Turner Animated Feature on Main Feed here before. Cats Don't Dance. Cats Don't Dance. You. And that's absolutely correct. Got some return players from Cats Don't Dance <laughs> yeah, in this. Yeah, sure do. The music is by James Horner. I just think that's hilarious. Because he wrote the music for Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. And all the James Camerons. <laughs> We've got two directors here. I can't believe they paid two directors. <laughs> one for live action and one for animation. Joe Johnston's our live action uh, director here this week. And he directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> From 1989, he's actually, welcome him back, Carrie. Oh, no. He directed Jumanji. I bet he did. Yeah, and we did Jumanji here on Main Feed. Oh, not Captain America. (laughs) Not Captain America. And our animation director here this week is Maurice Hunt, or... I think that's Pijote. Pijote, he's French. (laughs) Um, He's been involved with three of our faves. Oh, he has. Fantasia 2000. Yeah. The Black Cauldron. Hey! And The Rescuers Down Under. That movie looks so good. It's I love Shrek it. It's the Shrek 2 of that series. It is. It so is. <laughs> when they're in the outback. <laughs> yeah, when they're when they're down in the outback. See, we always we always lips into New Zealand. Yeah. Because I know. we did Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Australian, Australian, <laughs> they're more elongated, you know. They're out there in the bush protecting the ego. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. That was so bad it was good. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hi, Maury. Hi, Joe. Thanks for giving us this. Um <laughs> Thanking you. He doesn't necessarily have to. Uh, David Kirshner was part of developing the story and was heavily sued, I believe. Uh, for what? Uh, for oh, uh, for all the copyright shit. Like for taking full ownership of that script when he was not the sole author. He produced Don Bluth's An American Tale. Oh, you know how I feel about that series. And also Child's Play. That's so random. Well, I know. Like... Name two more different movies. I'll wait. He also did Curious George. He was involved with Cats Don't Dance. Oh, my God. He was involved with Secondhand Lions. You're shitting me. We just did that. Oh, yeah. He was a producer on Secondhand Lions. <laughs> wow. Wow. What the fuck? And, yeah, and Cats Don't Dance and what? And Hocus Pocus. We've done that, too. Okay, David. All right. We hear you. We hear you. Roger Ebert of the Chicago (laughs) Sun-Times calls it a sad and dreary film, adding uh, that its message seemed to be that books can be almost as fun as TV cartoons and video (laughs) arcade games. I don't think it's that 
deep. I just, it did so poorly. I know. I, I don't get it. But Aww. that was me. Oh, it's it's based on a six-page pitch called Library Days. Oh. Yeah, that's one of the other writers. Uh, David Kaschi? Yes, Kaschi. That, that's the guy that sued him. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. you get what you get, and sometimes you throw a fit. Um, <laughs> folks, you might have guessed it, but we've got names. And guys, do we ever, surprisingly. Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. He's been with us a couple times before. You will know him as Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone saga. We have Macaulay Culkin. The little adult himself. Yeah. <laughs> How many Richies is this kid going to play? I know, because he's also Richie Rich, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because he's Richie Rich. And I think that's course... why they stick to Rich in the script. Like, <laughs> I mean, who could forget his chilling performance in The Good Son? We have got to do that movie. Oh, there's one. There's one, yeah. That movie's wild. He was also with us when we covered My Girl. Aww. Yeah, I know, the one where Carrie always cries. You made me sad. I'm sorry. Portraying the librarian, Mr. Dewey, and uh, the, the uh, oh, uh, what's, what is he? Is he a Merlin? <laughs> is he a, what is he? He's a page master. Pa- he's the page, he's the page master, that's right. Did I'm, you not get that? I did. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> I was like, Ross, it's in the title of the movie. Per- portraying Page Master Merlin, <laughs> we have, please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming, Christopher Lloyd. What have we done with Christopher Lloyd in it? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh shit, I forgot all about that! He's Judge fucking Doom. Oh my god, I repressed that so hard. He's unsettling in everything. He is. He, he could have been. I always feel like he could have been. Sour man and like a spoof. <laughs> you know, I I don't know, you know. Shut up and take my money. Well guys, he's he's Doc Brown from the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm-hmm. He's also Jim Ignatowski from Taxi, oh, so Lord. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. He's Uncle Fester in the Adams family. Hey. He's in Dennis the Menace. I am not a serial killer. Great film for Christopher Lloyd to be in. <laughs> He's also the voice of Rasputin and Anastasia. Come of on. Of course. Oh, and he's also Murloc in DuckTales. <laughs> Just had to put that out there, absolutely. As Alan and Claire Tyler, Richie's parents, we have Ed Begley Jr. and Mel Harris. He's that he's the dad from Pineapple Express. If you do not do exactly what I say, I will take you out and fuck you in the street. <laughs> he's the guy that says that line, which is my favorite line from that movie. <laughs> What? Pineapple Express. Have you never seen Pineapple Express? No. It's fucking, it's James Franco and Seth Rogen about all the weed and like, you've got, I cannot believe you've never seen <laughs> Pineapple Express. Mel Harris playing the mom. Um, you'll know her from 30-something, you know, that ABC drama that ran from 1987 to 1991. You all remember. <laughs> Oh my god. No shade, Mel, but you've been married seven times. <laughs> What's going on, Mel? Is it their fault? I bet it's all them, isn't it? Seven? <laughs> Mel, I'm sorry, Claire is here for not long at all throughout the movie, just saying. Okay, now we've got the voice cast, right? So as Adventure, the book, yeah, <laughs> Adventure, we have Sir Patrick Stewart? 
Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. You'd never know it was him, guys. Great voice performance. <laughs> yeah, it's just he just kind of sounds like a grizzled old pirate. There's nothing Patrick Stewart about it. What has he been with us in? James Neutron, boy uh, genius. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, James. <laughs> James <laughs> Isaac Neutron. Yeah, he was. He's King Goobot the Fifth in, in Jamie Neutron, boy genius. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's also in the. Prince of Egypt. Yes. Which we have done because he's Seti. Yes, right. He's the Pharaoh. <laughs> I think he's doing countless other things, guys. I don't have time. He's Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, he is one of two Star Trek reps with us today. I know. Can you believe that? Can, can you believe? <laughs> um, portraying fantasy. Please welcome her back to Kicking and Streaming. We have Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Whoopi. <laughs> Uh, folks, she was with us, of course, when we did The Color Purple, because mm-hmm. she's Sealy, very famously. She was with us when we covered Girl Interrupted. Oh, I forgot! Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. I know. And she's also from fucking Star Trek. <laughs> you know. Wait, she is? She's in Star Trek. I didn't know that. With Patrick Stewart. Oh, my God. So that's three. I. Oh, Okay. I thought you met Whoopi Goldberg when you said that. No, I did not. She's in Medea Goes to Jail as herself. Because <laughs> she's on The View. I love it. As horror, we have Frank Welker. Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. He was with us when we covered Cats Don't Dance. Yup. He's a couple of people in Cats Don't Dance. Guys, um, he's the original voice of Fred Jones. In Scooby-Doo. Isn't that crazy? The 1969 release of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Oh my God. I know, I know. We have a master here because he's just one of the strongest performers you can have in an ensemble. He's so versatile and so funny. Muppet Babies. Aw, he's Santa's little helper. And Snowball, too. He voices them on The Simpsons. He's great with animal noises. Oh, he's Curious George and Curious George. (laughs) He's Garfield on The Garfield Show. (laughs) He's Nibbler from Futurama. Yup. I love Frank. Oh, wow. He was in the original Jetsons. Uh Uh-huh. The original Smurfs. Yup. Frank. (laughs) He's everywhere, man. And he's still kicking. I know. With a total worldwide box office gross of $17.4 billion. (gasps) He is the third highest grossing actor of all time. You should see Ross's eyes right now. Are you okay? The third highest grossing actor of all time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Ross's whole worldview just got rocked over there. Be- behind Stan Lee uh-huh. and Samuel L. Jackson. That's correct. Frank Welker is number three. You know who number four is? John Ratzenberger. That's so These funny. These are voice actors. <laughs> like, um, He is also voicing um, Moby Dick. <laughs> yeah. And the dragon. All the animal noises. Yeah. Uh, as Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde, we have Leonard Nimoy, which I don't know why I didn't get that earlier when you talked about Star Trek. He's Spock. He's quite literally Spock from the OG Star Trek. Welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. He was with us in Atlantis. Yeah, because he's the king. Yeah. He's Keita's father. <laughs> oh my God. As Captain Ahab, we have George Hearn. <laughs> Ross is very excited. <sighs> the original replacement. 
of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> the original replacement. In the original Broadway production of Sweeney Todd. Because the OG is Len Carew, right? Or Carew? Yeah, Len Carew, yeah. Carew. It wasn't angry enough. It wasn't <laughs> vengeful, angry Sweeney. And then they brought George in and he set the doorframe on fire when he went through it. He's a gorgeous vocalist. I know. He's the original Albin from La Caja Faux. <laughs> The Nathan Lane character. Settle down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's Max von Merling in Sunset Boulevard. Uh-huh. He's Otto Frank in The Diary of Anne Frank. Oh. And he's the wonderful Wizard of Oz in Wicked. Ooh. He did all those Broadway shows. Oh, no. I know. Oh, my God. Also, George, no shade, but you've been married five times. What the <laughs> fuck? Is it all them, George? <laughs> I really think it's George. <laughs> Oh. Voicing Long John Silver is Jim Cummings. Please welcome him back to Kicking and Streaming. I don't have time. I mean, immediately, El- Road to El Dorado comes to mind. He's one of the most famous voice actors of all time. Yeah, like... He's the official voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Uh-huh. He's the Tasmanian Devil. He's Pete, you know, the dog. <laughs> from Goofy and yeah. Disney, yeah. <laughs> He's Cat from Cat Dog. Yeah, he is. Cat Dog. Cat dog. Alone in the world, a little cat dog. I really don't have time to recite his whole <laughs> okay, filmography. Yeah. Move on. We'll be here all day. Um, voicing pirates, <laughs> Tom Morgan and George Mary. Yeah. Phil Hartman and Ed Gilbert, respectively. <laughs> Phil Hartman, Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Yeah, he's Troy McClure <laughs> and Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. He's from The Groundlings. He helped develop Pee Wee Herman <laughs> with Paul Rubens. <laughs> was tragically murdered he was by tragically his murdered by his wife <laughs> when we talked about this when we talked about jingle all the way <laughs> yeah because he's in that stupid movie <laughs> and ed gilbert um renowned actor slash entomologist <laughs> ed gilbert <laughs> he's from things <laughs> i was gonna say that sounds he like does a-, a lot of voice work <laughs> he replaced Phil Harris is the voice of Baloo. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the Jungle Book, yeah. Okay, I barely remember this movie, and what I do remember seems to make me uncomfortable. (laughs) So. This is going to be fun. (laughs) This is going to be excellent. Great opening sequence with the music and the cloud art. Oh, I love the font for this movie's opening credits is like the font from like the old English manuscript. I know. With the big ornate first letter and the calligraphy. It really makes you think the movie's going to be something special. (laughs) And then it's not. Please don't be this way. You don't want me to rip on your choice the whole way through? Because that's mostly what my notes are. But keep going, keep going. And the music's real great. The music is great. Thank you very much, James Horner. And uh, we start this movie by meeting Rich Tyler, Richie Tyler, Richard Tyler. We we get conflicting answers on that. The first thing I notice is the no smoking sign above his bed. He's 10. Yeah, but like at the same time, we understand why very quickly, don't we? Because he's very afraid. This is just blonde Harry Potter, only he's not a wizard. <laughs> yeah, no. Those glasses, because there's a storm going on, right? Uh-huh. And he's so scared. He's one of the most anxious children I've ever seen in film. Anything that poses a risk to his physical safety, he can't hang. He's got like a fire extinguisher in his bedroom. I mean, I would also get up at night to check for spookables. <laughs> you know. Hey, Ross, he doesn't even believe 
even ghosts. He's just afraid of everything in the real world. I know. It's Aunt Josephine vibes. When he runs out of the room to go to his mommy and daddy and he can hear them talking shit about him through the door. About how he's a little bit of a wimp. Yeah. Uh, It's not good. Alan is like, oh, my kid's not masculine enough. He's such a nerd and highly statistical. (laughs) No, yeah. That's how Richie runs his life, right? By statistics. Yeah, safety statistics. (laughs) He's like, you're 17% most likely to get hurt in the bathroom in any other room in the house. That kind of stuff. Listen, I'm going to be hard on Alan, but like, (laughs) he is building a very nice treehouse for him. No, he's building him a treehouse so he can have like an actual little boy experience, right? But of course, Richie's not into it. There's so many things that could go wrong here. He doesn't even want to climb the ladder to get up in the (laughs) treehouse with his dad because... Ladder, what's this? What? Cue the stat. <laughs> How about bring me up that bag of nails? No, oh, come on up. Look, solid as a rock. Dad, 8% of all household accidents involve ladders. Another 3% involve trees. We're looking at 11% probability here. And so dad's like, fine, you don't want to have fun? How about I send you on an errand? That'll be really not fun. <laughs> and he gives him he gives him some money and tells him, go to the hardware store, get me some more nails. I'm out of nails. And first of all, it's just whack enough that they're sending this kid multiple blocks away on his bicycle by himself. Okay, here's the thing. This whole odyssey to get to the hardware store. I know. It seems like it takes him a long time, right? It's the most cautious bicycle ride one will ever take. Oh, no, we have to talk about this bicycle forever. The bike is crazy. (laughs) It's got a protective shield on it. It's a windshield. It's got a front. (laughs) With lights in it and reflective strips. The caution alarm he's built into it. (laughs) He's an ingenuitive little fuck. Yeah. And the very tall caution flag on the back. Yeah, so you could not miss this kid. out, a huge thunderstorm kicks up and scares the actual hell out of him. As he's pedaling through this hailstorm, I'm this I, I wrote, how far is the hardware store? <laughs> I would have turned around and gone back. Where do we take refuge from hail? He's petrified of being struck by lightning, so he drops his bike and seeks shelter inside the local library. And it doesn't have a name, it's just the library. It's a neat library too, with like the lion statues out front. And all I'm saying is, it was the middle of the afternoon, 10 minutes ago, and when he gets inside that library, all the lights are off. Darkest library I've ever seen. (laughs) Must be Sunday. (laughs) Are they closed? Like... And then out of the back room... They don't want to pay to light it because no one goes in there. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the commentary. Oh my god. And then Christopher Lloyd, the librarian, comes out of the back pushing a cart full of books. His name is Mr. Dewey. Yeah, 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 like Dewey Decimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought that was fun. You can tell this guy is absolutely giddy that a 90s child who would probably rather be playing video games is even in his library. You're in need of a fantasy. Brave knights, mythical fairies, ferocious dragons. Look, all I want is adventure, of course. You're a boy who loves adventure, brimming with wicked demons, cutthroat pirates. No, no, that's not it. (sighs) (sighs) Christopher Lloyd is so disturbing no matter what. (laughs) Like, 
Dewey is like, oh, a customer. Wait, what's your rush? What's your hurry? You gave me such a fright. I thought you was a ghost. Half a minute. Can't you sit? Sit you down. Sit. All I meant is that I haven't seen a customer for weeks. And like... <laughs> Oh my god. Like, Dewey is either (laughs) off his meds or doing crack in the back. (laughs) (laughs) That is his energy. It is. He's like, don't go. (laughs) I I wrote, I'm remembering why this movie makes me uncomfy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm glad you like the Sweeney humor. I can't breathe. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. He is just like, I know what you need. I have a sense about these things. Yeah. He's getting in his face. I know what you want. <laughs> Let me help you find something. And he's being very creepy about it. Yeah. If I were rich, I would be running back out into the hailing street. Yeah. I need an adult. It would have been me. <laughs> yeah. I would have been, fuck no. Dad can go get his own whatever the hell from the hardware store. And so... Dewey punches up a library card for him. The ready-to-go library card? With his name on it? Okay, like... And calls it his passport to the wonderful, unpredictable world of books. That's fucking right. (laughs) Richard Tyler, consider this your passport to the wonderful and quite unpredictable world of books. But I don't want any books. Hmm? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I only came in here because of the storm. You mean you don't need? Oh. I see. And this is where Rich breaks his heart by telling him he just needs to use the phone. He's like, I don't (laughs) want books. It's just really coming down out there. Yeah, Richie asks for the phone, and Dewey directs him to the next zip code to go find it. This library seems huge for a small town. It'll get bigger. Uh, yeah. It will actually get bigger. He goes into that rotunda with the apotheosis of literature up top. I'm like, sorry, is that the word for what that is? Well, yeah, I take that from, you know, the apotheosis of Washington. You go into the Capitol oh. Rotunda and you look straight up and it's Washington with 13 bitches in bed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is each one of the women represents one of the 13 colonies like And then in this version we have different literary characters on the ceiling here. But they're not in bed. No, they're not so- in bed. <laughs> Sorry. Robert Louis Stevenson got like double representation here because we have Treasure Island, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then there's also Moby Dick. One of them's just a dragon. Yeah. It's so cool looking. And in the center is this Dumbledore looking guy. I wrote, I see you, Christopher Lloyd Merlin, (laughs) but that's the page master. It is the page master. I love the page master's look. Like the curls of his beard look like rolled up scrolls. Mm. The staff itself is a scroll. Okay, I gotta let you have some things. That blue coat he's got on, the back of it has a spine down the back, like the spine of a book. It's it's so cool, These are details I did not observe, so thank you for providing them. (laughs) And Richie's just looking up like a turkey in the rain. I wrote, of course we knock ourselves out. Because he's dripping from the rain, right? Yeah. And he slips in the water and (laughs) reels back and cracks his head in the middle of the marble floor. And when he comes to... It's even darker. Yeah. And when he goes, when he shouts out, 
Hello? The fake echo is so bad. <laughs> it's bad editing. It didn't even sound like he's in a building. <laughs> and then we hear disembodied noises of cavalry. <laughs> and the way he just goes, uh-oh. And I'm like, me too, dude. I, <laughs> if I heard horses in the stacks, I'd be uh-oing too. And then all of a sudden, there's paint dropping from the ceiling. Yeah, he looks up at those pictures again, and now he's doing crack. <laughs> Stop. Or off the perk or something, because a paint monster develops. Yeah, all of the mural, like, drips onto the floor and, like, swirls up into the shape of a dragon. This is the part that was traumatizing to me as a kid. This is why I don't like this movie. <laughs> Every time the paint uh-huh. scene would come, I would, j- I don't know. It was just, I don't know if it was an irrational thing or what. It just really scared the fuck out of me. I think I had nightmares of being chased around a building by paint. Or like I was going to drown or something. In your seven-year-old defense, this is CGI so it looks completely different from the live action, obviously. Yeah, I should go easy on this movie. It's 1994. Like, yeah, and like I think it just the fact that it looks so different for you, like really eked you out. I also like the the thought of this child who didn't look a lot like me, but <laughs> I put myself in his shoes. Yeah, and then he's screaming constantly. Yeah, but I think that Macaulay Culkin has more screaming than actual dialogue. <laughs> In, in this movie. But yeah, he's running through the stacks trying to get away from the paint monster. As the paint is splashing up onto the bookcases, it's changing everything to animation. Yeah. It's it is really cool. cool. It is cool. And then all of the paint just converges on him in the middle of the rotunda. This happened to me once. You went to sleep and woke up a cartoon? No, yeah, I took two tabs instead of one, and I was also a cartoon. <laughs> oh, no. When, when he goes, I'm a cartoon, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I just, I'm it a was, cartoon. I just was not expecting the writing. <laughs> I was not expecting it. I'm a cartoon. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The Page Master appears to him as an animated 2D animation. It's right? just Mr. Dewey. He also took a dip in the paint. <laughs> you think so? Put on a costume. Like. <laughs> Who are you? I am the page master, keeper of the books, and guardian of the written word. You're the guy from up there. Where are the others? Why, they're here, of course, and all around. He is appearing to him now to shepherd him through the weirdest afternoon of his young life. He's going to catch such a charge for kidnapping this kid and drugging him. (laughs) That is not what has happened. I don't know. The way he is gesturing around the library now, which has become a liminal expanse where books are now magic. You can actually move in and out of these stories here. It's a physical manifestation of what books actually do to your imagination. When Richie's just like, listen, Buddy, I really just want more than anything to leave. Yeah. Before you can leave, before you can go home, you must face three tests, right? To find your way home, you must face three tests. Horror, adventure, and fantasy. Ah, ah! 
And remember this, when in doubt, look to the books! And the page master points him in the direction of the green exit sign. Right? Yeah. The one he came in under when he walked in here. And this sentient book cart that just carries him away. <laughs> yeah. And it crashes into that phone booth. Found that he the was phone for. <laughs> Found the telephone. It's now useless, of course, because he's in another dimension. Yeah. And this is Oh no, what if what if I ever get cartooned and cartoon me can't call you for help? <laughs> I would find a way to get to you. Uh-huh. I would make the same deal with whatever witch cast you into a second dimension. Is it like the Barbie movie where you have to, like, <laughs> find the way to go like, to the real world? And... I mean, you have to rollerblade and then ride a water ski <laughs> yeah. and then a spaceship. Probably. This is where we meet our first traveling companion, right? Kind of our scarecrow, in a way. You um, never know it was Patrick Stewart. I know, it's crazy. Because he's in the pile, right, that he's created by crashing <laughs> into the phone. And this is adventure, who is a swashbuckling book styled like a pirate. Mm -hmm. The way he's immediately in Richie's face. Fiction or non-fiction? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> yeah. Are you fiction or non-fiction? <laughs> you fiction or non-fiction? Uh, uh, Richard, Richard Tyler. What kind of a book would that be? I I'm not a book. Got any uh. proof? See, here's my name. <gasps> A library card! Oh, begging your pardon, lad. I didn't know you was a customer. And Adventure claims to know the way out of the library. And the library card makes, you know, his credit good here. <laughs> yeah, he, so... he's a customer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's like, oh, I didn't realize you were a customer, me boy. <laughs> Wait, what's your rush, what's your Shit. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest I, of the week. I want to listen to it before we go upstairs. <laughs> Because I want to listen to you laugh like that again. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, but no. Adventure claims to know the way out. And Richie says, hey, if you show me the way out, I will check you out of here when I leave. Because apparently... Seems, seems like a fair deal. Yeah, like, apparently, like, being in the library too long will give you, like, cabin fever, LOL. We've got cabin fever. fever. Well, they're all on drugs. <laughs> These are all people. Well, that's what I feel like happens. The page master invites you into the library. He turns you into a cartoon, and then if you stay long enough, you become a book. Oh, no. I feel like these are people. Oh, shit. That Dewey has trapped here. <laughs> I don't think that, so. That's my headcanon, but... <laughs> Okay, if Richie had stayed there long enough, what kind of book would he have become? Like, what would his genre have been? A coming-of-age, sad teen flick. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't know. I think he would have become an actuarial test book. He became Harry Potter. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, the way Adventure immediately begins testing Rich's fears with the giant squid... Yeah. Just opens that book up and water starts filling the shelves. Ah, here we be. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Ah, the squid, yes, that's it. It's a giant squid! I don't like cartoon world. <laughs> you don't like the physics of it? And they scramble up that bookcase, and Rich is gonna fall. He has no coordination. And he grabs onto these books and just flips backwards, but he doesn't hit the ground. Thankfully... Fantasy breaks his fall. The book he's holding has wings! <laughs> what are you doing grabbing me like that and messing up my pantyhose? 
Now I gotta straighten out my Little Mermaid underwear. She styled like a fairy godmother, kind yeah, of. Absolutely. Like, obviously, she's from the fantasy section. <laughs> when she picks up his library card, what's this? It's a library card. I'm a book, honey. I can read. <laughs> Whoopi's got all the best lines. Yeah, Whoopi is great in this. She's also a book desperate to get out of the library. <laughs> I'll grant you your wish, but you gotta do me a favor. Take me the hell out of here! <laughs> and from the jump, she and Adventure do not get along. Again with the writing, the way he starts to interrupt, Adventure does. Hold on there, missus! The lad's with me! You know that short story? Yeah, he's Adventure. Honey? That's what they all say. I heard that! I love you know, I'm a classic! Mm-hmm. A classic misprint. This is just a vehicle for library <laughs> humor. For literary humor. That's all this is. I love it! There's no plot in this movie. This is literally just, what if you took acid in a library? I love it, though. <laughs> it's like Alice in Wonderland in a library. Richie's first psychedelic experience is at the library. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Fantasy claims that the exit is just beyond her fantasy section. She's over here in mysteries because she's been Michelle. Michelle, yes. <laughs> but she claims to know the way out. And to get to the fantasy section, they have to cut through the horror section. Which, whatever. <laughs> what? This is Dewey's fault if he hadn't misshelved fantasy. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> and it's just as creepy as you'd think. Most of it is a large graveyard in front of this gigantic spooky McMansion. We're outside. Yeah. We're not in the library anymore, right? Yeah, we're like outside, or man. Is the library just getting bigger and bigger and bigger? And becoming more and more, you know, all-encompassing? Yeah. <laughs> Earlier when Richie went, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah. That's my vibes going into horror land. And you guys guessed it. This is Dr. Jekyll's mansion. With the green exit sign just hanging in the sky above it. You know, like, oh no, we have to go through, through the, the house. Perfume department. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now when they get up to the gate and they're reading the sign because Mr. Hyde has been scratched underneath the nameplate. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Must be a duplex. Go ahead, maybe. I'm, I'm right behind you. I howled. I know you did. I had to stop the movie. I, I laughed for I, 10 minutes. I know you did. <laughs> Must be a duplex. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who do we meet? They go up and ring the bell, and when they do, another book falls out of the sky. <laughs> Good catch. Here, take it. Isn't he sweet? Mm. Oh, I scared you. I'm sorry. You mustn't judge a book by its cover. Look, he's smiling. <sighs> That's a smile? This is horror. Horror is a hunchbook with a <laughs> crooked spine. Like Igor. Yeah, yeah, he's got big Igor vibes. He been new about this place. It's definitely Frank Welker. I know, it sounds so Looney Tunes. Yeah, no. And he's, oh my God. Horror's my favorite character. Horror, despite being named so, is so sweet and just wants to have friends and is probably even more terrified of everything than Richie is. He's a fun little comparison for Rich, right? Cause he's also afraid of everything. Yeah. I ain't afeard of nothing! I'm afraid. What? Of, of, and, 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 
I know how you feel. Horror always has sad endings. I come from a world of happy endings. Why don't you come with us? Yeah, and maybe you could help us through the house. Yeah. After a little bit of encouragement from Fantasy, he agrees to show them through the house so they can stay safe. And uh, there's no lights on in here. Nope. Just a fire going in this giant fireplace. Yep. Rats running around everywhere. The raven from the titular poem, from the Poe poem, Never is more. hanging out on the vestibule. And like... It's a big no for me. It's... Because <laughs> who do we have? Dr. Spock, right? <laughs> Enter Dr. Jekyll with the lone lantern. Well, sir, we did ring the bell. It's all my fault. I was trying to help them find their way to the other side of the house. The other side? My boy, I derive no pleasure in telling you that you are in extreme danger. Danger? Even as we speak. Lurking in this very room waiting to strike are forces of evil. Dr. Jekyll is taking them through his lab talking about his experiments about every man is possessed by both good and evil. Like, I think they're just setting that up for the kiddos who have definitely not read the book. Do you know about Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah. Do you know about what that's about? It's about the duality of man. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> and you mean what goes on? Yeah, but like, just like this scientist creating this serum? Yeah. Because, well, that's the thing. You always think that he's trying to do... I thought the story was... Dr. Jekyll is a buzzkill. Uh-huh. And in order to be more sociable and lively and attractive to women. Like change his personality. It's like a like a nutty professor. professor! Like, like I'd love to have a private friggin' thought. It's like a nutty professor complex, you know? <laughs> and or like I can't remember. Stefan or Kel. Yeah. You know. I've never read it. And I thought the story was in his quest to make this serum to make him cooler. Mm -hmm. It actually just brought out every horrible part of him. Yeah. But that's not what it is. The story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is that he has tendencies, Dr. Jekyll does. Oh, you think? He has dark thoughts that tell him to do things, like evil things. I would know. I've never read it. And he's trying to perfect a serum that will calm his dark nature. <laughs> and then it did the opposite. Yeah. You had one job. He didn't put in enough sugar or something. <laughs> or something. You know. And guys, the... Yeah, it it gets the time. <laughs> Ross is hide is the operative word. <laughs> H i d e, not h y d e. He starts drinking the serum in front of them, and like it gets so nopey so fast. I this part you. traumatized me. <laughs> Jekyll? Uh, Dr. Uh, Jay? Uh, my name is Mr. Hyde! That is in my nightmares. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just, remember we were talking about? That is the thing waiting in the hallway. It is, the thing, it is standing in my hallway at night. I just know it is. Scratching on my door with one long nail, you know? Uh, and horror jumps up on the chandelier and it detaches and smashes a hole in the floor, and Hyde falls through the hole, 
but then like grabs the chain on the chandelier so he won't fall through the hole and like poor horror is tangled up in the chains yeah. he's like this is no way to treat a library book <laughs> <laughs> sanctuary oh my god <laughs> sanctuary honey you got to help him but I I oh. <laughs> at least this wand is good for something <laughs> puts her wand on blowtorch yeah and freeze and freeze horror, horror. yeah this is where <laughs> this i wrote movie's wild this is where i wrote horror is my favorite fantasy is funny adventure is overrated <laughs> yeah i think that's the intention now we're on top of the mansion and you know how rich loves heights yeah <laughs> They've all shimmied down to the next ledge, and he's trying to go down, but he's just, like, hanging on for dear life to a gargoyle. <laughs> Jump! <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's hearing the page master's voice. Reach deep within yourself, Richard, and seize the courage. <laughs> and he grabs a vine, and he just swings on down. This and is where I wrote, this is aimless. <laughs> it is. This whole movie is just aimless. Because like, they're basically just following the shortest line they possibly can. For a narrative about telling a story, it's a mess. Like I don't think it's so much about telling a story as it is about the nature of where books can take you, but... We don't have to have a super nuanced conversation about that. Anyway, they, uh... Now we're in the land of adventure. Yeah, because the sun comes up. <laughs> and we're on the open sea. And adventure is so giddy. Where do you get the accordion? <laughs> he was just keeping it in the book. Because they get in that boat, right? And now they're on the, the sea. <laughs> yeah, and he takes an accordion out of his pages. He's got, like, you know... Oh, okay. Time Lord That's uh, right. technology in the book. And Richie's like, I wish we could have stayed on land where it's <laughs> safe. I know, right? Poor Rich. We're sailing right into the middle of the Moby Dick narrative, right? Yeah, like, they're just minding their business, and they come upon, like, these half-dozen boats with the infamous Captain Ahab. Which George Hearn is perfect for. <laughs> he is. Perfect for. Like, guys, there's no way you don't know what Moby Dick's about. It's about a crazy-ass man who gets a lot of good people killed just so he can kill this enormous legendary white whale. It, I what is Ahab's bloodlust for the whale? I, man, it's just... I, it's, it's Did a, the whale wrong him? <laughs> I actually can't remember. Does I, he just want glory? I think it's the glory of it. Wow. Guys, if you've seen Jaws, you've seen Moby Dick. He's it's fine. He's super mad about this whale. <laughs> he is. Mad is the word. <laughs> I grin at thee. Thou grinning whale! He's possessed! He's insane! He's my kind of guy! And again, this whale is humongous. And it just, it just dive bombs the little pod of boats. Yeah. And all the boats disappear. Ahab and his crew, gone. Goodbye. <laughs> That's the end of that story. <laughs> they literally caught it in the last couple of pages. This is where I took the note. Why is Richie, why is animated Richie wearing so much lipstick? <laughs> his lips are so red. I know. Macaulay Culkin's got them bright red lips, though. Like, yeah. I, I it's know. actually Macaulay Culkin that's wearing too much lipstick, isn't <laughs> Stop. it? That's right. And so Richie's by himself floating on a door. Adventure eventually does wash up, but... Yeah, fa fantasy and horror are nowhere to be found. And adventure kind of implies that they've been lost at sea. <laughs> With Davy Jones. And it gets super sad for a second. And Carrie? Uh-huh. It's when Richie curls up 
in a fetal position and says the line, You guys are the only friends I've ever had. She's a cruel sea lad. They gotta be out there. And I wrote, Oh no, what? God, I'm sad. The only friends? I wrote, I wrote the poor kid. His only friends are imaginary talking books. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, and but but then guess what's in the water, guys? Guess what's in the water? <laughs> it's sharks. Oh, yeah. It's nice little sharks to and add to the story. Now we're between some sharks and a hard place because these two pirates in a dinghy come rolling up and they got no choice but to get in this boat with these strange men. Because we're transferring from one adventure sea narrative to another, right? Yeah, now we're going into Treasure Island, which is just objectively one of the coolest stories that's ever been told. They're going to Long John Silver's. <laughs> the Hispaniola location. Yeah, no, the Hispaniola, that's the boat. Yeah, I know. Okay. It has a Long John Silver's. <laughs> oh God, I want fish. <laughs> now I want bad fried fish. Have you ever been to the Hispaniola location? <laughs> no, I, I sit to my. I sit with my back to the wall. <laughs> In the Hispaniola location, there are some grubby motherfuckers in there. <laughs> I knew it. It's him. Ooh. The meanest blackguard and pirate that ever sailed the seven seas. Long John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, in the point of the story, if you've read Treasure Island, this is where Long John has already committed the mutiny on the Hispaniola, and now he and his boys are in charge. And I'm like, Jim Cummings, is that you, dude? Store your cutlass, Tom Morgan. I want a better look at his outsides first. Long John Silver. I land the very same. Well, seeing as how my men plucked you out of the water like a drowning field rat, you'll be joining our happy family as our new cabin boy. Long John is famously after the buried treasure on Treasure Island. Which is where? We don't know. <laughs> I think it says so in the book, but I can't remember. And he's sensitive about these two other random people who he doesn't know going after his booty. Imagine if you were actually a pirate on the seven seas <laughs> and you pick up two people that have been marooned or whatever. <laughs> and think they're actually a And threat. think they're actually after the money they don't know about. <laughs> he immediately. Yeah, no. He's like Mr. Krabs with this shit. <laughs> are you, are you two trying to fucking steal my cash? <laughs> Long John is trying to throw his weight around and Adventure steps up, even though he's a foot and a half feet tall. And like those pirates turn Adventure upside down and shake him out. All this weaponry falls out like a crossbow and brass knuckles, a mace, a nuke. You ain't got any treasure worth going after. No treasure. No treasure. No treasure. No treasure. He's lying. There's legit treasure for all of you. Search him. The boy too. And they rifle through Richie's pockets too, and they take his library card from him. Uh oh. And throw it overboard. No, no. So now, even if he does get to the exit, he can't take the books with him. Yeah. Oh. I guess you're fucked, adventure. 
Time to get rid of him. Oh, no. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Could you imagine? He'd never make it out without the books. <laughs> I know. And so they dock on Treasure Island, and the pirates are already wigged because the island's kind of creepy. And They're all idiots. I know. They're, like, finding human bones in the sand and, like, getting wigged out. And even though no one can read the map correctly, they find this treasure chest almost instantly. And it's just like in the story. They get there, and there's nothing. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they're pissed. They're ready to mutiny and pointing their muskets at Silver Rich in adventure. And then we hear a voice. Sixteen men on a dead man's stomach. No, no, chest, chest. Chest, chest. Yo-ho-ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Evil spirits. Horror is in the treetops trying to scare the pirates with his spooky voice. Indeed. <laughs> And fantasy coming in for the win. Fantasy's here too. They survived the boat wreck somehow. I don't get it, but whatever. What? It's, yeah. it's a kid's film. I'm not going to quibble. And I love even though this is his genre and he's so ready to fight these pirates, Adventure ends up locked in the empty treasure chest for the entire thing. Wow. While fantasy, horror, and rich manage to make a mess of this full-grown crew of pirates. You mean actually have the adventure? Yeah. I bet Adventure's so pissed. I know. Like I said, overrated. And just like the end of the book, too. Once they've dispatched with all the other pirates, Silver is trying to slink off by himself to get away. Yeah. To get away in the dinghy. And, like, Rich is threatening him with that cutlass. Oh, yeah, I know. He picks up the sword. Yeah. Big, big balls on Rich right now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Stay back. Avast there, laddie. Somebody could get hurt with that blade you got there. Be careful, master. Uh, <laughs> Easy now, matey. Easy. I'm going. Right yard. Into the boat. Aye, aye. <laughs> you be a hard lad, Richard Tyler. And somehow, with his lower lip still trembling, Rich gets him to shove off. Yeah. That's how Treasure Island always ends, with, you know, Long John getting away. Yeah. And I, uh, I've always kind of loved that aspect of the story. And now I want hush puppies. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Crunchy Krispies. <laughs> you mean the fried batter? The chicken's not good. It's not. <laughs> stick, stick to fish at Long John Silver's. The chicken is sus. <laughs> and like, I'm just going to play this because it's my favorite piece of audio in the film. Yeah. When they go to let <laughs> Adventure out of the chest. Who's there? Adventure! Adventure who? What do you mean? Adventure who? <laughs> Open the blast door, you dog I always bust a gut <laughs> when cartoon characters lose their shit. Indeed. <laughs> Listen, you cross-faces cheapskate! Squibber's been living in my house driving me crazy! And you're not gonna hire him back on because of a stupid dime! Yes, it's giving angry Spongebob. <laughs> Nautical-themed and everything. And so, poor horror... <laughs> Poor horror kind of takes himself away from the group because Adventure is really sick of him. <gasps> when Adventure tells him he could never be an Adventure story? Yeah, he's so grouchy oh, about it. Oh my god. Adventure's <laughs> being mean. Uh, he's being mean to the hunch boy. I want to hug horror so bad. <laughs> I want to hug him and read him. <laughs> Go away. You don't know what you're talking about. 
I, I know I'm not your favorite kind of book, but I could be just like you. You'll never be adventure. He ain't got the spine for it. And take that stupid thing off. Sorry. After picking on horror, as soon as he walks away from that, Adventure finds the library card. Yeah. Deus Ex Surf, I guess. So he kind of was the hero of the adventure. <laughs> In a way. In a way. Because now they can get out, right? Mm hmm. Fantasy realizes that horror is not here. And so sends Adventure to go find him. And poor Horror, who's become so depressed that he's been captured by the Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travels. Oh, my God. You know, people who are like an inch high? Yeah. And they've tied him down? I'd take him. He's cute. <laughs> and, like, Adventure just shoes them off, and he thinks Horror is dead. Mm. And he's, like, holding him. He had a good heart. And he was braver than you knew. I'd, I'd walk the plank if I thought it would bring you back. That's beautiful. Huh? This is too cute. Are you okay? <laughs> Thanks to my friend here. Get off me! And then Fantasy's wand starts going berserk. Right? Because they're right on the edge of the fantasy section. And <laughs> she can sense it. Yeah, she her fantasy her spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> and my God, this song that is just stuck here in the middle of the end of this movie. With discount Whitney Houston. <laughs> Sorry. Wendy Moten. Yeah, Wendy She's Moten. a great entertainer and performer. Yeah, no, she's singing this song called... You've played this song for me in the car. I have. I have. And I'm like, I don't remember, but I also do remember. <laughs> it's called Whatever You Imagine. Whatever you imagine Is where your heart can there are worlds filled with treasure, time without measure to learn whatever you may need to know. It's like the song from the movie that they put in the credits at the end of an animated movie. And then they do. That's oddly, like, yeah. sexy all of a sudden. <laughs> Like the end of Hunchback? Yeah, like... Or the end of, like, Pocahontas or Beauty and the Beast? It's for all the Randy parents who've had to sit through the movie. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the animation really is strongest here it, during this song. Yeah, I know. That part where the it's real dark and the little fairies that look like they're just made out of lightning are dancing across his hand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's so cool! I know. Once all that pageantry is through with, they come up on this mountain, and the exit sign is at the tippy top of this mountain. Uh-huh. And I'm like, great. <laughs> We've come so far and got so far to go. And, like, they're climbing up on this mountain, and then all of a sudden, 
the earth begins to move. I'm literally standing outside this cave with them going, that's not the worm. <laughs> that, that That's <laughs> not the worm. That's its tongue. <laughs> because, Carrie, what are they inside of? A dragon! A dragon's mouth. <laughs> Listen here, ground dragons pretending to be Earth. You stop that! We're trying to have an adventure. This dragon's also drawn very well. Like, it's real cool. And, like, the books start to panic. I love fantasy. Quick, find page 1001. Arabian Nights? That's it. Get the boy. And then she summons a magic carpet. Get the boy! <laughs> I am so fantasy. You are. I am in charge. You are. And I'm being bossy. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you be fantasy? Uh-huh. I be adventure and Gavin be horror. <laughs> Yay! Absolutely. Halloween this year. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is kind of the flora, fauna, and Merryweather aesthetic we've got going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're flora, I'm Merryweather, and Gavin's fauna. <laughs> Yeah. And so Rich and the books try to ride the magic carpet up to the exit, but the dragon breathes fire on them and knocks them down on the mountainside. And Rich just kind of uh, keeps going. He doesn't really stop to help them. He's so ready to be out of here. I get it. I do. But like, <laughs> come on. You know, these are the only friends you've ever had. Like, And the books like get left behind initially because their paper asses are trying to dodge the fire breathing dragon. And, like, realizing he's left his only friends in the world behind, Richie's like, oh, no, I have to do something about this. Yeah. Um, he sees a skeleton that's wearing knight armor. And he's like, yeah, I'm ten years old and three foot five, but if I put this armor on, we'll be good. Who knows? Physics are suspended in the fantasy he's realm. He's quite literally on acid. Like, <laughs> if he wants to go for it, go for it. <laughs> And yeah, he starts to, like, slash at this thing's ankles. Nothing's happening. He is being very brave. Very. I don't want to be sounding like I'm picking on him. If I were on this many tabs trying to do this, I'd feel, I'd feel proud, too, of myself. <laughs> but that's what's great about books, right? You could be a little kid and slay a dragon or fly on a magic carpet or a bunch of other wild-ass nonsense. It's also what's great about LSD. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> That's it, boy! Go for the gizzard! Bite him! Bite him! That lasts all of two seconds before the dragon snaps him up with his tail and throws him down his esophagus. Yeah, it's, um... Bye. It's like, <laughs> it's very, uh, we're in the whale now. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's a little bleak. Uh-huh. And so poor Richie is now sitting on the bank of the, of the dragon's acid, stomach acid? Yeah. He's like just sitting on this little ledge going... A little, little gastrointestinal <laughs> beach. 
can't just sit in there like, well, this is not good. No. And this is where the unhelpful Dumbledore character comes back. Oh, fucking. <laughs> and is speaking to him telepathically. This guy's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no, talk about transporting children across state lines. We've traveled. We've traveled. Why? We've traveled across like literal dimensions. Like, come on. What jurisdiction is this? <laughs> is there Cartoon Court? Ooh. Oh, what if it's handled by like? Remember in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Judge Doom. What if it's Judge? Do- <gasps> oh. What if he's Judge Doom? <laughs> Harry? Stop. What if Dewey is Doom? <laughs> He's not. What if that's his name? It's not. Dewey Doom. <laughs> All right. Ah, All right. This is a cute little headcanon, though. I do like it. This is not good. Definitely not good at all. Uh-oh. Look to the books. Look to the books. Look to the books. Look to the books. And so Rich opens up Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, fuck. And the beanstalk just starts to grow in, and he just grabs onto a leaf. I hate heights! And the dragon literally belches that beanstalk. Ooh. Ew. Yucky. It's giving that time Chucky swallowed a watermelon on the Rugrats. Oh, no. I don't like it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And (laughs) they rocket up towards the exit sign. He grabs the books on his way up. And, like, they just barely get on the top of this mountain. And there's the exit sign in all its green glory. And, like, they go through this gargantuan set of doors. It says, look to the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they're in, again, another liminal expanse that is pretty obviously supposed to be a metaphor for the circulation desk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The way it's a sphere and it's just rotating. Uh And the page master's here. Fucking. Like Glinda at the end of The Wizard of Oz. I just... (laughs) The page master. Hey, how'd you get here? Quit it! We're in the presence of the page master. I know who he is. He's the guy who did all this to me. I love the way the books are so reverent, because he's like their god. Okay, yeah. He's the keeper of the books. Okay. (laughs) The way she's like, would you straighten up? We are in the presence of the page master. Yeah, no, they're taking it serious. (laughs) They're taking it super serious. And Rich has got a bone to pick with the page master. Yeah, he drugged him today. (laughs) That is not how this happened. You've said it so many times, I'm afraid they're actually going to think that's what happened. (laughs) Just that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying for. (laughs) He's having a coma dream right now. Yeah, because of the drugs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you don't give a 10-year-old LSD like that. Do you have any idea what I've been through? Tell me. I was nearly torn apart by a crazy oh. doctor. I was made asleep by a bunch of mangy pirates. Mm-hmm. And eaten, got that? Eaten by a fire-breathing dragon. He don't mean it, my page master. He don't mean it. Not to mention being tossed, squashed, and scared practically to death. Yet you stand before me. And of course the page master is going to be like, well, 
Why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> if Richard opened his mouth and said that, I would have died. Because, yeah, that's the page master's point. He's like, if I had brought you here from the start, you'd never have had the courage to face your own fears. And I'm like, yeah, he's right, but this is annoying. Yeah. You could have blinked me to the exit at any time. Do you know how worried his parents must be? <laughs> I sent my kid to the hardware store for nails or whatever <laughs> and he never came and back he never came back turns out he was doing lsd in a library <laughs> with christopher lloyd you prevailed over evil ah you looked moby dick in the eye boy ah you had pirate stuff me lad and don't no one speak any different if I had brought you here from the start, you never would have found the courage to face your own fears. And so Richie's like, listen, I get it. I'm glad I'm braver now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I go home now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I looked to the books. Now let me be looking at my way home. <laughs> So the page master sends them up into that cyclone that's spinning into the circulation desk. And <laughs> they literally drop out back in the rotunda. Of the apotheosis of literary bitches. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he literally, quite literally falls back into his body. Yeah. That happens to me at the end of every trip. <laughs> it's when I'm trying to get to sleep at 5 a.m. and my head's pounding because it's a 12-hour drug. And the books are here, too, but like they're like, 3D now, like they're just inanimate objects. They're books. Yeah. Which I kind of sad. Yeah. I was kind of hoping three people would fall back with them. <laughs> but no. No. You took quite a spill, young man. Huh? Are you all right? Dewey's like, hey, kid, you cool? Like, you good? Do I need to call a hospital or yes, something? Yes, you drugged him today. <laughs> And, like, Mr. Dewey is like, oh, well, you better be on your way. You took quite a spill. Back off home. Puts this kid back on a bike, even though he's probably got a concussion. Yeah. And, like, Rich is like, okay, I'm taking these books. And the thing is, you can only check out two books at once, which is such a weird rule. Um, okay, well. <laughs> we could do ten at our local library. I would have just been like, okay, I'm taking horror and fantasy. Oh, you would have left adventure behind. Overrated. Aww. Overrated. And he was annoying the whole time. <laughs> at least fantasy was helpful and horror made me laugh. <laughs> I'm afraid you can only check out two. Horror? I promised him. You promised who? Look. I need just this once. I have a talent for guessing what people need. Just this once. All right, Mr. Dewey. I guess that's the least you could do. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Mystic Acid Man. <laughs> Mr. Page Master, sir. And here's the thing. At least his parents are out looking for him. Oh, no, yeah, no, they's good parents. Yeah. <laughs> they come home in the dead of night to find Richie's bike overturned in the driveway, and they're like, holy shit, we could cancel that missing persons report now. Where have you been? <laughs> no, but, like, the thing is, is that Rich is asleep in the treehouse. Yeah. With the books. Yeah. You took them up to the treehouse. He's definitely got some spillaning to do, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they don't wake him up. They don't demand to hear about it. They're afraid they're going to break the spell. At least he was at the library, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not getting into trouble, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely wasn't doing drugs with the librarian. And now he's obviously toughened up a little bit and is actually in the treehouse of his own volition, sleeping next to an unbarred edge. If that's the only demonstration of the toughness he's built up, then... <laughs> That they saw. Then I don't know why we're here. We just but saw like, an hour of entertainment about how it got better. But they're just, yeah, you're right. They're just kind of taking it at face value. That is what I will say about the movie. <laughs> it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but what the fuck was happening? <laughs> and like the parents put the light out and then we hear the voices of the books. Yeah. In the darkness. And then like they turn the lamp back on. And, like, their little shapes are animated on the wall. Mm -hmm. I love this. You know what would make this a happy ending? A kiss. Okay. I meant from her! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, see, this is the bad part about the ending of this. What? Now the CIA is going to get involved <laughs> because Rich has inadvertently brought tunes into the real universe. <laughs> and we know, we all know that the CIA was the one that developed LSD in the first place. <laughs> so it's under their jurisdiction. Ross. What? You are killing me this over This was here. an acid trip and you can't tell me any different. Okay? <laughs> oh my God. Like, wow. Jesus. Oh man, but guys, it's a it's a it's a fine film. I'm yeah. glad it was your first choice because it was fun and quick. <laughs> it's, it's not the greatest piece of you know cinema that's ever been made, but it's but wow, you really do love that movie. It's near and dear you, to my soul. You're you have been lit up this entire <laughs> recording, so I can uh, see how much it means to you. It's like I feel like a kid again. That's good. That's it makes me feel all gooey. I love that. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> As fuck. Mr. High. Yeah, no. We're gonna see that in our nightmares. He later. can absolutely fuck off. <laughs> no no no. But yeah, guys, like I was such I was a huge little nerd when I was a kid. I was a reading machine when I was a child. Oh, yeah. And so a movie like that where someone literally sat down and took the time to, like, fantastically design what a library would look like if your imagination light was on. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I really want for you? What? I want the sickest CGI remake of this for you. Ooh. And I mean done right. Yeah. Great director, great production, great casting. Like, oh man. It's like, I feel like this could actually be a really good remake. Oh, I can't remember his name, but that little boy from Haunting of Hill House that plays Luke. Yeah. He, he could, would be good. He could do a good job. A couple years, he'll be old enough. Oh my God, that'd be so great. You know what Disney live action remake I absolutely won't be mad about what? when it happens? Tell me. Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Right? Where's that? Zendaya. Zendaya! 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 (laughs) 
I swear to God, though, if it's not Tom Holland, <laughs> if they put that Timmy Charlemagne, <laughs> if they put Tommy Charmaine, what's his name? Timothy Chalamet. Tim- Timothy Shalimar. If they put him in in, in the in the thatch roll, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna write letters. The hypothetical one in your head. You're mad at hypothetical movie producers right now. Happy fucking birthday month, Carrie. <laughs> no, man, it's I, I'm loving this. I think this is gonna be a fun month. Uh, I'm glad you guys are with me. Um, you're 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 giving very 376 months right now. Like, thank you so much. It's just 31 years is all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. What's wrong? You didn't want them to know how old you were turning. Shut up. I get it. You can cut it out. You're the editor. <laughs> What are we doing next week, Carrie? What's your second birthday month selection? Oh, boy. Guys, we got to get the real sad one out of the way. Uh-oh. We just got to. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Fine. Fine. He's already upset. Fine. <laughs> it's a good movie, and you know it. I have, I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, really? No. I only have ever seen, like, that scene from it. <laughs> so. No. Okay. If, if it's, it's a, a good movie, movie clap your hands. hands. If it's a good movie, clap your hands. <laughs> if it's a good movie and something that rhymes with movie. <laughs> if it's a good movie, clap, clap your, your hands. hands. Sorry. Anyway, this is why we shouldn't improv bits. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next week, guys, we will be covering the eternally distressing, however amazingly beautiful film, Dead Poet Society. Yeah. <laughs> Who had that one English teacher that made you watch this every year? It's got that house actor in it as a real young one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a little yummy in Robert the movie. Robert Sean Leonard? Yeah, he's yummy in the movie. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So look out for that next week, guys. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at KickGenStream. K-I-C-K-N. S-C-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. For everyone to come and join Carrie Ann's little birthday month watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry Mom. Mom.